You are listening to a sermon from the Mulvane Church of Christ in Mulvane, Kansas. Subscribe in your favorite podcatching app or find and listen to any sermon online at mulvanechurch.com slash sermons. In Psalm 18, we have a long psalm, really one of the first times we've had a really long uh, psalm. We have 50 verses. Uh, We've had the practice of reading and commenting rather closely on the text. We will not for this psalm. We'll just note a couple of uh, important things about this psalm. And I think a couple of keys that when we come to some longer psalms, uh, things that might help us with those. First off, we'll note we have a long um, heading. Well, again, these are old headings. These these headings are in the Septuagint. Uh, These headings are well older by centuries in the time of Jesus. We take them to be authentic, at least I do. It says it's a psalm of David, it's to the choir master. It says it's to the servant, or David the servant of the Lord, who addresses the words of this song to the Lord on the day when the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. So it's a victory psalm. If there is a heading and it contains information beyond just the author and something about the musical form, most of which we really don't completely understand those. Um, If we have a heading like this, uh, that really helps us set the place. So we've got a celebratory psalm when David is free of Saul. And David goes back and uh, surveys some of God's wondrous works. Another thing to do, especially in a long psalm, Generally, in our way of writing things, we either give the most important thing right near the front, and then we explain it, or we'll have some kind of a teaser or attention grabber or or building thing in the front, and we'll build to the conclusion at the end. So most of the time in our writing, if you look at the first, if you look at at the end, you'll have the main thing. In a lot, not all of them, but in an awful lot of psalms, they build to a high point, and then they come back down about the same rate of descent. And so sometimes it's called a chiistic, which is a based on the Greek letter chi, which is a, for us shaped like an X. So it's a, it's, a, it's a psalm that crosses. Where's the most important part in an X? In the middle. And so, or so the other way to look at this is sort of like, again, a, a mountain that we, we climb up the mountain, and we got just, about, just as much mountain to come down the other side. And when we're about equidistance from the center on each side, we're, we're often on the same topic. So a long psalm that deals with five different things, it might deal with thing one, two, three, four, five, and then four, three, two, one. And so if things are about the same distance from the beginning and the end, they might oftentimes be related to each other. But in, in this case, uh, we will look, we'll look at the first and the last and we're going to look right in the middle uh, as we do selected readings from the psalm. And the other thing, one last thing to look at in any psalm is, is this psalm quoted in the New Testament? And in this psalm, we do have a verse quoted in Romans 15. And so if you're studying psalms, look for quotations where inspired writers of the New Covenant use these psalms to illustrate the points that they are making. So we're going to do the first, the middle, and the end. I know there's an awful lot of good stuff 
in the middle. Verse 1, I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Is it eight or nine things the Lord is? When we sing our hymn, the Lord is everything to me, to me, we just use the pronoun everything. What does David do? He lists a bunch of them. So here is the Lord. He is everything to David. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. We should put that in a hymn somewhere. And I am saved from my enemies. Well, as we read in the heading, it is a victory psalm. He talks about how death was surrounding him. It seemed like he was going to die. Then the Lord interposed. Uh, The earth rocked and reeled. The Lord thundered from heaven. And we're skipping all the way down now uh, to... Uh, Verse 16, he sent from on high, he took me, he drew me from the waters, he dealt with me according to my righteousness. Again, the faithfulness of David contrasted with the uh, evil of his enemies. But then we come to this middle section. I said we look at the middle. Oftentimes the most important part of a long psalm is the middle part. So, verse 25. With the merciful you show yourself merciful. With the blameless man you show yourself blameless. With the purified, you show yourself pure. And with the crooked, you make yourself seem tortuous. For you save a humble people, but the haughty eyes you bring down. Could we have a better summary for what we studied tonight in Luke 18 than that? That's a really good summary of Jesus' teaching of the parable of the, of the prayers of the Pharisee and the tax gatherer and the story of the rich young ruler. That's a great summary of those teachings, isn't it? So there is the middle. All right, well, more. On the way down this mountain, which headed up to that spot of the Lord, uh, saving the, the merciful, being merciful to the merciful, saving the humble. On the way down the mountain, we have some of the same type of glorious things of God's great deliverance, uh, Uh, We might just hit one closer to the end, 43. You delivered me from strife with the people. You made me the head of nations, people whom I had not known served me. Uh, Then uh, the next to last, verse 46, the Lord lives and blessed be my rock and exalted be the God of my salvation. We should put that in a hymn too, shouldn't we? We really, we should make a hymn out of that. Um, He rescued me from my enemies Yes, you exalted me above those who rose against me and delivered me from the man of violence. And so, just as the beginning now, and we have, we have something that's parallel to the beginning, with God was all of these various things to David. The conclusion is, and this is what's quoted in Romans 15, 9, For this I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations. I will sing your name. So you're my rock, you're my redeemer, you're my sword, you're my buckler, you're my everything. Great salvation, I will, uh, so I will praise you among the nations, I will sing to your name. Great salvation he brings to his king and shows steadfast love to his anointed, to David and his offspring forever. And that sounds awful messianic, doesn't it? It really does. Uh, but that the, I, will sing your, I will sing your praises among the, the nations or among the Gentiles. Uh, that's what Paul quotes in Romans 15, 9 when after that section of Romans 14 through 15, 12, as David concludes about everybody living in harmony, 
whether you eat certain meats or drink certain things or keep certain days, as Jews and Gentiles had different things on that, that everyone would accept one another in Jesus Christ, no matter what their background or various practices, and they would all serve God together, Jew and Gentile. And so this singing God's praise among the Gentiles, Paul brings up and uses as support for Jews and Gentiles together in the church. And so even in the Old Covenant, uh, the idea that God was you know, kind of almost too big for one nation, right? He is still, he is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and he's especially the God of the Jews, but he's still the God. Thank you for listening to this sermon from the Mulvane Church of Christ. Additional sermons and information available at mulvanechurch.com. Come see what a difference the Bible way makes.